buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 49. Today we're going to chat with Chris Wood from Tactical Walls. Gertrude pays the consequences for buying ammo instead of milk. And we're going to discuss the Hightower Armory High Point Bullpup Chassis. Today's panel is Sean Heron, and I'm Ava Flav. Well, wow, you almost sang my name. That, that was great. You should be on American oh. Idol. I, I know. That's that's like a dream come true. Remember when you sang Down with the Sickness? Yeah. That was pretty good. Uh-huh. I think a lot of listeners liked it. And your voice <laughs> sounded great on the intro. It, it, it did. I was like... There were some hard things to say. The consequences for buying ammo instead of milk, the high tower armory, high point bullpup chassis. That's not easy. It's not right? easy. Thank you. I drank my coffee this yeah. morning. You are pro AF. Uh, speaking of pro AFs, Manticore Arms. I love Manticore Arms. I actually, I gotta say, I love them too. I don't, not only do I love their company and their products, but I love who they are as people. Uh, Sven, and Kristen are amazing. Mm-hmm. Sven is, uh, I mean, he's become like a pretty good friend of ours. One thing I have to say is all of our advertisers, like we don't do business with people that are jerks. Like it makes it that much easier to support a company. You know, I'd always want to give my money to somebody who is like genuinely a good person. And Sven is definitely that. I'm really looking forward to seeing them at the bullpup shoot. Yeah, me too. Chris, are you uh, one going of my favorite things. I'm not. I Every year I hear about how amazing it is, and I'm always mad at myself for missing it, and then I miss it again the following year. <laughs> well, there's still time to book tickets. <laughs> it's it's September 15th. I'm You've like, it's not like it's tomorrow. <laughs> um, it's funny. Qu- just quick asterisks on uh, Manicor. I met them at like the very first real industry event we went to uh, after we started Tactical Walls in like 2013 down in Florida. So I uh, We've sort of loosely known them through the industry forever, and you're right; they're they are really good people. Yeah, yeah they definitely. are. And I always say, support the companies that support us because we pick the right people. And anyone who's dealt with them, met with them, knows. But look, go to the go to the bullpup shoot, Mount Carroll, Illinois, September fifteenth. It's an all day event. You can bring your family, bring your own firearms. They've got a range open just for you guys to do whatever you want to do. Plus, they've got all the guns that you can shoot down the line, and they keep the prices really low by not charging the vendors fees to show up. So. That's a pretty cool thing. You can shoot a lot of guns that you might never have a chance to shoot. Like, uh, how about a select fire Tommy gun, a full auto Tommy gun? Or, uh, what was that one gun that I shot? It was an electronic trigger. Yeah. The, the electronic trigger. I don't remember what that one is, but no transfer bar or anything. It's all. Yeah. Fire, it was definitely. Fire by wire. It was, it was, it was kind of interesting. Yeah. So you definitely get, uh, an opportunity to, to definitely shoot a lot of cool guns and things that you don't see every day. One of my favorites that I shoot every year there is the Krebs Custom Ass Neck. And if you're lucky later that night, you could probably see some butt crack as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, that, but that's a different story. <laughs> that, so that's a bullpup shoot. Then manicorearms.com. They've got all kinds of products. Ava, what do you want to talk about today? I want to talk about their forens. So they make forens for like every... Well, not every gun, but they have a lot of different options. Forens for, for like AR-15s, AKs, CZ Scorpions, the Tavor, the CZ Bren. And they're really, I mean, not only are they comfortable, but they make the gun look so much more yeah. aesthetically pleasing. I, I could not agree more. And uh, the transformer rail is like my favorite thing ever. I literally have... Uh, Next door in the office. You have them on like every gun. I do. You asked me the other day, you're like, do you like this gun? How about this? I'm like, all of your guns legit look the same. They all look the same. I know what I like. I like to switch it up a little bit, but yeah, I'm like, what is the point of having like 10 of the exact same guns? And they all have the transformer rail on it. It doesn't matter. Like one has a a proof research carbon fiber barrel on it. The other one has a fax and firearms pencil barrel on it. Okay. The other one is a 450 Bushmaster. The other one's a 224 Valkyrie. Yeah, they they all look the same, but they all have it's what's inside that counts. <laughs> or at least I I always tell myself that. It's like we're talking about kids. <laughs> they all look the same, but at uh, this point, <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about except for manticorearms.com there's a coupon code. That's gunfunny15 and that gets you 15% off. All right, I love it. Let's get into it. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry.
All right. So, Chris, does it feel weird that your camera's on and our camera's off? A little bit. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little (laughs) self-conscious. You're Um, like, don't pick your nose. (laughs) Or or maybe I will. You know, it's one of the worst things. It's actually in your best interest that we have our camera off because uh, I slept in this morning. I'm I'm literally, I look like a boy. Like I'm dressed like a boy right now. Uh, my hair's thrown up. I mean, it's uh, it's not a sight to see. Has I mean, Sean grown his beard back yet? I mean, I have. I don't know. It's Is more that like what's a, on his face? It's like dirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So tell us, how did you get started in the industry? So um, Tactical Walls is my first experience in the industry. Uh, we started the company October, 2012 and my partner, Tim invented it. It, He came up with the idea from living in a small house, having a bunch of kids and a bunch of guns and trying to figure out, um, reasonable ways to store and stage them. And it all just kind of blossomed from there. But I, I gotta say like, this has been the most fun I've had in my entire life working in this industry. There's so many good people you get to interact with and there's such a good, like, sort of same team feel. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, absolutely. So were you into guns beforehand? Always. The uh, I remember mo- saving up lawn mowing money when I was like 12 so I could get my first uh, subscription to Guns and Ammo. Wow. <laughs> nice. That's pretty <laughs> awesome. So you, 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 how did you know? Did you apply for this job or was it like you just knew no. somebody? Or? Um, so when I met Tim, he was working at a plastics plant, uh, mainly designing parts for golf carts. And, uh, I was working at Fastenal selling hardware and he was a customer and, uh, he had high threat concealments, very first, um, production mold for one of their holsters sitting on his desk. And I got really excited because it was an awesome gun guy. And, uh, so we started talking about guns and, uh, it's like, let me show you this other thing. He popped a mirror off the wall and there, there originally it was just a plastic insert. And, uh, I got super excited and was like, man, you ever need help with that, let me know. Cause I think I could sell a pile of these. And, uh, I don't know, maybe two months later he called me and it's been rolling ever since. Wow. And so what was the first design that you guys came up with? So he, he did it. He designed it. It was basically just a large insert that's in our mirrors now. Uh, it was a little different. It had like a kind of weird little, um, pocket on the right side and, uh, you know, it was a little more complicated than it needed to be. So it's streamlined quite a bit since then. But, uh, first it was just the plastic. We took it to, uh, the local gun show in Harrisonburg, Virginia, and it became super clear, super quick. People didn't want to buy plastic and then figure out a way to cover it themselves. They just wanted like a turnkey solution. And I think, you know, we spent like 50 bucks on our booth at that gun, uh, show and maybe made like 38 back. Um, so some hard lessons were learned there. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, listening to customer feedback, it just kept changing and growing until it was, uh, something that people actually wanted. No, that's pretty awesome, man. Uh, so you guys did some gun shows in the beginning. Like when was the point where you said, okay, we, we, I mean, obviously you believed in it cause you were, you were working with him and you, you were there from the very beginning. But, uh, when was the point where you're like, okay, th- this is definitely, we're on the right track. So. It, oops, sorry guys. Uh, it came much earlier for Tim than it did for me. Um, so something that happened right at, around the same time that winter was Sandy Hook. And that happened, I think, two weeks after we introduced the locking mirror for the first time. And it went from zero to 300 miles an hour. Tim quit his job like two weeks after that. I hung on working both jobs for another like six months or so. And then finally it was just not realistic to do both and came over full time. And it's been amazing now. I mean, both our wives work here. Uh, there's like, I think 17 or 18 of us working full time now. Man, that is awesome. So you do sales marketing. Like what is your official role there? Because I know that everywhere that I travel, you're there as well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So my official title is uh, executive vice president of sales and marketing, but yeah, it basically means go everywhere and sell stuff and talk to everybody. That's pretty badass, man. When, uh, I don't know, I always like that journey from like the first time that you saw the plastic insert in his wall to like today. I mean, obviously things have changed, but did you ever kind of foresee that it was, that it was going to be your full-time job and have, you know, what, 20 some jobs in the United States making concealment furniture? 
I, I don't know if I ever saw it getting this big. Um, like I, I definitely, when I first saw it, I was like, man, there's something there. There's that's, that's definitely a thing that's needed that's missing in the market. But I don't know if in my head I extrapolated it out to what it really could mean. Uh, really, I was just happy working in an industry that I was excited to be a part of because, you know, selling nuts and bolts is cool and all, but I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so that was cool. And then doing a good thing for like providing people with a responsible way to store a firearm that they can also access for self-defense is a good thing to do. So uh, for listeners who aren't familiar with tactical walls, what exactly can you just explain what products you have and the different ways that they can access their firearm through those objects? Yeah. So the first thing I was talking about is our, our 1450 concealment mirror bundle, uh, which was kind of our, that still is our flagship. Generally speaking, that's our best selling item most months. And it looks like a normal dressing mirror and you can either have it magnetic locking or RFID locking, uh, depending on what you choose. And so uh, it gives you that secure, quick access, and it makes sense in context in the places in your home you actually spend your time. And then, you know, from there, it's just been about customer feedback. Because uh, that mirror is cool, but it requires a big hole in the wall, which if you're, you know, renting or something may not be realistic. Yeah, uh, which uh, Sean, he has, we have one in the uh, the other studio. And this motherfucker, he's renting, and he doesn't <laughs> care. He just... Just go ahead and... I asked the landlord. He said I could do whatever I want. Okay. There's also... I mean, he's put so many holes in this wall. There's... He painted... uh, Maybe you should quit making me mad. The wall's green, like a bright green. It's green screen. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I would just like to see what happens when you decide to move out of here. (laughs) He can keep keep my security deposit. But no, like, so the 1450, uh, I installed that in, in Studio B over here. And, but we actually just framed up around it so I didn't cut the hole in the wall. Yep. But I mean, dude, that thing is awesome. Like every time I go in there, I open it up just because like I'll go in there to get, uh, you know, a, a screwdriver or something. And yeah, no, I just pop it open, admire like the guns inside. He just, he likes to feel like he's like 007. Yeah. I'm like double <laughs> XL. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, so it was the mirror. And then what other products do you guys have? Yeah, so from the mirror, we got the feedback. I can't cut a, ho- a giant hole in the wall, so that's where our shelves came from. It was a, an opportunity for someone to have something staged that locks, but doesn't require a hole in the wall. You just hang it on the wall like any shelf. And then, so the big mirror and the big shelf are our two best sellers, pretty much always. Um, but from there, we got there's there's plenty of people like myself who don't have kids, don't necessarily need a lock. So that's where like our clock, uh, tissue box, and um, Wow, I should remember that off the top of my head, huh? The lamp. The lamp, <laughs> the lamp thank you. Clock, tissue box, and lamp um, all came from. And then uh, there was kind of another set of people that really wanted options that required no installation. So that's where the tables came from. And then uh, the big jump from there was uh, mod wall, which is a complete departure from hiding stuff, more about display and organization. Yeah. And so the coffee table, we saw that two years ago at SHOT Show. Mm-hmm. And those yeah. things are awesome. It's not just like no, you... they really are. I mean, if, literally, like, if you want to be, like, tactical AF, <laughs> you, uh, the whole thing, what did it fit? It was, like, a full-size, like, AR, a few handguns, yeah. maybe? Yeah. I mean, it Magazine, was huge. Bags, yeah. The whole thing comes out. Yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty neat. And then the mod walls I have... I just, I just got them. So for listeners who follow me on Instagram or social media, Facebook, you'd see that I uh, posted a picture of the mod walls that I just put up and it looks freaking awesome. It does look awesome, man. I was like, all right, this, this is pretty badass because I was trying to find a way to display my guns because I don't have kids. I live alone and I wanted to display my guns at the, you know, before I got the mod walls, I was just, they were just sitting on the floor. Yep. Just kind of lined up on a floor and it's like, well, that's great. You put all this money into guns. You want to show them off or, you know, be able to see them a little bit better when you're choosing your guns for the range. So right. I love the mod walls. It just, yeah, it looks organized and clean looking. And exactly. They really are. Yep. yep. I mean, and it's a really modern look too. Definitely. And you can, you can kind of create, you know, there's so many different ways. Like you can buy the, the little attachments. And yep. you can really just create whatever kind of design that you want. So you put the walls up and then you buy, 
if you want your gun spacing right or left or both, uh, they have what the AR, the AK, the AR-10, uh, double stack pistol, single stack pistol, uh, some generic shotgun and rifle hangers, uh, vertical racks. So if you want to put, you know, four in a row vertical. Yeah, that Modwall all came about. We were doing a uh, custom job and somebody wanted a uh, solution for inside their vault. We were basically built a hidden vault room for somebody. And um, we were trying to use some of the products that were out there, but it just kept not working. We kept not getting, you know, what we needed. And it just wasn't the right solution for what we were trying to do. So we got, well, we did what we do. We made our own. And uh, then it became clear real quick that apparently a lot of people want a way to store them in a visible way, in a, a really pleasing way. Yeah. And so rolling ever since Aaron from, we like shooting has some mod wall that he has behind yep. him when we record. And then I actually just got a nice surprise in the mail the other day. Uh, one of the, the tactical clocks showed up with a big, we like shooting logo on it. And I hung that like right behind my desk in the office. It's awesome. Yeah. It looks nice. really cool. Actually, big, uh, big Jeremy's got mod wall now too. Oh, did did he get that? We were we were wondering if he was going to because he just opened up a range and he was looking for something to put in his range. Yeah, yeah. So he actually uh, the store part. So he did. Yep. Oh yep. man, that's got, awesome. Got a whole bunch, and you know, luck being what it is, uh, he got half of the panels he ordered, and UPS lost the other half. But that's okay. Oh, geez, that sucks. <sighs> but this is going to be uh, at the uh, Rivers Edge Tactical uh, Gun Store and Range in Valley City, Ohio. So if you're around there. Definitely go check out the the big mod wall display because he ordered quite a bit, if I recall, uh, yep. w- when we were sizing it out. Oh, and don't be afraid of the big giant behind the counter. No, do be afraid of him. Like I was going to say, be, be a little afraid. <laughs> yeah, I mean. We're not wrong to feel that way. Yeah, uh, still go there. Just, however, watch your back. That's all we're saying. <laughs> he likes to choke people. But no, I mean, mod wall is awesome. The tables are amazing. What kind of uh, what kind of process like goes into the design? You said Tim and Vince most of the stuff. and. Yeah. I'm going to leave us on a cliffhanger because I want you to answer that. But before we do that, I want to take just a quick break. Wow, that was that was a great little cliffhanger. I know. I'm just – now, Chris, like you're going to have to think about this answer and you're going to have to answer it well because you have a few minutes to think about it. In the meantime – Well, maybe if you didn't fucking punch me in the arm, <laughs> I wouldn't have to do that. It's hard to remember when we have to take breaks. I want to talk about Hackett Equipment. They're one of our newest advertisers. They make range bags, uh, kind of discreet. You know, if you look at it first glance, you don't realize that it's a range bag. Just looks like a backpack. And I recently brought mine to the range and, uh, it held everything that I needed because usually, you know, I bought, I bring multiple bags and, uh, and this thing, even the smaller one, which the smaller one, don't let that name fool you because smaller is, pretty much the size of a regular backpack. And then the large is like a very big, but even the smaller one, that's the one that I brought and it held everything that I needed to bring. Well, unofficially the small one holds three pistols, like nine magazines. And then it's got another nine pouches for assorted odds and ends and random stuff. But you could, you could put way more than that in there. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. So Hackett equipment, it's like heavy duty. Uh, we had them on the show recently. He, Greg, the owner, he's about to do a stress test to see how much weight. But what did he say? The smaller ones wasn't it like forty pounds, like thirty-five to forty I pounds like or something. Fifty. It could have that could have been the bigger one. Regardless, you know, for anybody who who flies often, yeah, it's that's a, a the lot. The weight of your entire suitcase, yeah, before I mean, you take out underwear and shoes because you overpacked. Mm-hmm, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so it definitely holds a lot of weight. And uh, best part is they gave us a code to give to listeners what? if you. Yeah, ten percent off if you use the code Gun Funny. All right, very cool. I like them. Go check them out. Hackett Equipment, and just to spell that for you, it's H A C K E T T Equipment dot com. Right, Ava? That's correct. All right, here we go. We're back with Chris Wood from Tactical Walls. Now, Chris, I asked you a question like, what kind of uh, design process and just how does the whole thing work when you guys come up with an idea? And you can use like either the tables or mod walls as an example. Just like run us through the whole process. So usually really what happens is uh, I'll go home for the night at the end of the day and Tim will be around the shop somewhere and then I'll come in the next morning and Tim will be asleep somewhere in the shop and there'll be a thing. And, uh, you know, sometimes he's asleep under the table that the thing is sitting on. Mm-hmm. 
because that dude's intense. Like once he comes up with an idea, he's not happy until he makes it real. And uh, so he'll just work all night till whatever he came up with is built. And then from there, we'll start testing it, trying to figure out, you know, is this something we can do something with? Does it work the way we need it to? So, you know, like sometimes a couple people in the shop will take one home and just sort of live with it or uh, we'll send it to a friend or you know something along those lines just to get some feedback on it and then uh, work on bringing it to market from there. That's pretty cool. So I've got an idea for you, a product idea uh, based on Tim's habits uh, in his design process. Uh, you just make a desk and then when you wave the RFID over the right spot, bada boom, out pops a bed with a pillow and a comforter and a mattress and all that stuff. Bed desk. I like it. Bed desk. Yeah. And uh, you can even call it bed desk. I won't charge you. <laughs> You're a generous dude, even with your short beard. <laughs> <laughs> I think bed desk would be a fantastic thing, but what well, I mean, like, he just builds it. Like, I mean, obviously you guys have probably a pretty, pretty awesome shop, a lot of tools and woodworking yeah. stuff. And so he'll just like build it. And the next day you come in and he's built bed desk. Exactly. Exactly. That's pretty and badass. Well, honestly, even if he built bed desk, he'd probably still be sleeping next to it. Right. <laughs> right. He wouldn't, he wouldn't actually use it. Most likely not. He would sleep under table, table bed. <laughs> so when we saw you during one of our interviews, uh, you mentioned that all of the wood that you guys use for the products is all the products that you use. Um, everything is made here in the U S but I remember something specifically about the wood. So, um, almost everything involved is U S source. There's a few things that we just can't find here, like the uh, rare earth magnets and some of the screws, but yeah, the wood, I think probably what you're thinking about is the poplar, uh, that is, it makes up almost all of our trim. It actually gets milled for us by a, uh, an old Mennonite guy, two towns over. So it's, it's the trees, everything are, are all relatively local. And then, uh, yeah, he mills it all for us and then it becomes furniture that we send out to you guys. <laughs> Damn. That's actually pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. So walk us through, um, so walk us through the whole uh, process from product to conception in order to manufacture. You mean like, how does it, uh, yeah. So Tim comes up with the ideas, like you mentioned in that, in that process. And then like, where does it go from there? You guys decide, okay, this is a product we're going to make. Yeah. So let's just say, you know, it's something that we all think is, is a, a reasonable way forward. Like we, we can see how to sell it. It's, it's commercially viable in our opinion. We'll, uh, first we'll test it, build a couple of them, make sure we have a realistic manufacturing process and then have people just kind of live with it, play with it, work it, whatever it is over and over to make sure that uh, it's going to stand up to real people. No matter how many times we do that, we still get some, some sort of damage we never expected once we send it out to the general public. But, you know, you try to eliminate as much of that as possible. And the good news is we've got some of the best customer service on earth. We try to do everything we can to make sure that people are happy with the purchase they made with us no matter what. I noticed that like even in every package you've got, you know, a return authorization form just in case they're unhappy with whatever. And I, at first I was like, dang, but then, you know, that makes a lot of sense. Like people, this is furniture and uh, whatever it happens to be, you know, you're paying good money for a product and standing behind that's hugely important. Absolutely. Like if you want to use the car analogy, we, we really want to be like the Cadillac of, of secret compartment furniture. We want to make, a solid product that's high quality that you're proud to have in your home. And if you're not for any reason, we want to fix it. Yeah. And I think that, uh, I mean, your instructions are well-written. Uh, there's just like a lot that goes into it, right? Uh, for sure. Uh, yeah, I, it's definitely a huge team effort. Yeah. And every part of the, the process was easy. So the 1450, like we, we just built uh, the two by four frame wall out, but the instructions were easy. They were simple to follow. And what, might've been difficult. Wasn't difficult at all. I mean, basically cut the hole in the wall, put the plastic shelves in, screw those in and then just screw the face over it and install your hardware and your lights and bada bing, bada boom. It's, it's nice. Well done. The clock was easy and very simple to put together. And um, you know that if Sean can put it together, that it's easy. All right. Let's, we'll, we'll see if Ava can do it. That's, that's the real <laughs> test. I'm just, I'm still looking at this, this hole in the wall that you, uh, cut to put a fan through it. And I'm just like, wow. Oh yeah. Okay. That's so, some real great craftsmanship. So the, <laughs> it is actually. So the other studio doesn't have air conditioning ducts, but this room gets to like 65 degrees. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to cut a pass through, 
and put a fan in the wall and it's worked really well, but <laughs> it, 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 it kind of looks like it was carved out by oh, right. a butter knife. It looks like Bigfoot's dick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's bad. It's bad. It's, it's pretty as the man who did it. Basically. <laughs> so All right. Both of you <laughs> shut up. So, um, you know, every now and then when I'm on like social media, I'll see a competitor's ad pop up. What do you have to say? I mean, is there like a difference? Have you checked out your competitors as far as like quality and stuff? Cause we've seen a few things here and there pop up and it doesn't seem like the quality is as great. Well, and uh, before you answer, Chris, I do want to say that Ava's always like so saucy when she sees them. She's like, Oh, I buy mine at tactical walls. I did. Yeah. And I, I even, actually, oh, I, I got the notification and then I went back to check on it and it was already deleted. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I've been taking screenshots and showing Sean cause I just, I hate people that can't yep. think for themselves. And so I'll get a little sassy about it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, dang. <laughs> I love it. I'm, I'm all for it. Go to war. But, uh, yes, I mean, at the end of the day, the great part about the American free market is that competition rules. Um, so I've got no problem with honest competition. Uh, come up with your own designs, make your own thing. It's great. There's some companies that do it really, really well, like, uh, NJ Concealment Furniture, Dan. He's a really good dude, craftsman, makes like one-off, one-of-a-kind stuff, great custom work. And, and I love it because that pushes everything forward. I don't have a ton of respect, no matter what the industry is, for folks who just rip off a design and make a cheap knockoff. But, you know, unfortunately, that's just kind of part of it. There was one in particular who, you know, I won't give them the, uh, the credit of throwing their name out, but they uh, actually bought our shelves, hung them, uh, took videos and pictures talking about them, uh, saying that they built them and then sold their knockoff version. Wow. That was my least favorite. Wow. Dang, that's retarded. I well, mean, well, I guess you know you're doing it right when people are, you know, right? creating exactly what you created and yeah, right. Using your actual product to advertise. Yeah. Right. So, you know, our goal has always just been lead from the front. You know, we'll just, we'll keep uh, moving forward and coming up with new stuff and outpacing. And it may or may not have been the one you commented on that did that. Uh, huh, very, interesting. Uh, yeah, that makes sense because they do. They push their ads pretty hard. Mm-hmm. So one thing that I think you guys have done well is like just really embraced the creator culture, like content creators. Like you guys are tight with a lot of content creators. And, yep. you know, I think you guys have done a really good job of nurturing those relationships uh, with us, for example. I mean, yeah, I do love Tactical Walls products, but I also love Tactical Walls Chris. Like, yep. you know, there there's a reason that that. That we put that All in right. the studio. Get a room. All right. <laughs> Chris is like, I just never get the compliments. Keep going. But, but let's talk a little bit about that. Like how, how have you embraced it? And has it been part of your overall strategy uh, to embrace content creators and, and get your stuff to them? Absolutely. But it's funny calling it a strategy may even be a stretch because yes, it is. It did end up being the way we went, but it wasn't like a calculated thing. It was, Tim and I were both kind of, we were in the culture, if not in the industry before this. So it was things we were aware of. And once we had access, we we're just like, cool, these, I get these people. Like this is, this is our folks. Yeah. So it was more just hanging out and, uh, you know, relationships developing over the past five years because we're all into the same stuff and have fun, uh, talking shit and selling things. Yeah, no, I like that. And I like it even more. And, and it is fun because you guys do fun stuff like Iraq veteran 8888 last year at the shoot. You guys had like a little shoot house with tactical yeah. walls products throughout. That was badass, man. That was fun. It was one of the most fun things that, that we did that day is just like an Aaron, I think like ran through the shoot house and it was so Sims. It was simulation. Rearranging furniture. He was going for it. I know. I was like, dude. Well, it's a good thing he's fat. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I don't understand how that relates to the story. Oh, because he was shot with some munitions. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no, because there was like, I think there was rubber dummies in there. And then basically you would run through the shoot house. You could rearrange stuff. And then there was one rubber dummy that was like a Nazi or something. I don't remember what it was, but, (laughs) and you had to take them out, but there was tactical walls products throughout the house. And I mean, just like a really cool idea. Uh, you guys going to do something similar to that this year? I don't know. We may have to scale that one back just because I've got events on both sides of it. I think I'm going to have to fly straight from there. So I, I don't know what we're going to do quite yet. Still trying to figure that out. You have a few months to think about it. Yeah, exactly. There's time. So have you heard any stories from customers that used 
your products like in a positive way? So sort of thankfully and not as so thankfully, uh, I haven't heard of anybody like having to shoot or uh, anything like that during a home break in because hopefully nobody's home will ever get broken into again, but mm-hmm. it seems unlikely. What I have, heard is uh like one person's house i know for sure got broken into while they weren't there and uh the person passed it twice on the way in and on the way out and never even disturbed it while getting guns from uh under the bed on top of the armoire in the closet all the sort of traditional hiding spots actually there's a video on it it was such such double oh okay yeah he had installed one of our 1420s right by his front door and the person went through the front door walked by it stole a bunch of stuff, left, and uh, never even saw it. So I know the the camouflage works. And, you know, we've gotten plenty of people who um, have given us a shout back after living with it for a little while, just saying thanks because it's a great way to have it close without, you know, having to worry about their kids getting hands on it and stuff like that. Definitely. Um, well, because yeah. it's, it's definitely easy to access. That's the yep. thing. Like you want it, you know, you want it concealed, but you also want to have quick access without Absolutely. making sure that it won't fall in the wrong hands. And yep. a lot of times those things, quick access and, and, uh, having it, what's the words that I'm trying to look for? Convenient. Reciprocity. I don't know what <laughs> word you're looking for. Right now you have a serious case of lethologica though. <laughs> and that's, you know, when you can't think of the words you're trying to think of. It's difficult to have something that, you know, is, is easily available. Yeah. Accessible, easily easily accessible. And, and at the same time, it's secured. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the whole thing. Like everything is the balance between security and accessibility. But those don't always go hand in hand. Right. We try to walk that line. Like safes are great and they're very important. And I think if you have a collection, you should probably have a safe or a safe room or something. Definitely. But But as far as like using a gun that you need to access quickly, safes aren't very ideal. Safes where your your collection goes. The defensive tools that you want in a bad situation need to be in the places where you spend your time. Yeah. And and I mean, so it's temporary and permanent storage, the difference between those two, like tactical walls and the products you make. Temporary storage. They're ready to to rock and roll. Better than a trigger guard or a trigger lock. I mean – or right. even like a, a safe where you have to type in a code. Like the RFID, that shit is quick. Once you learn where that is, because it's not externally marked, because then that would give it away. But once you actually right. learn where it is, like I can get the mirror open in under a second. I mean, it's like literally grab the card from a hiding place, swipe it over and pull it op- pull it open in the exact same motion. Yep. And I think that's important is that that security through obscurity, that, that whole concept. I, I think that's a huge thing because like Ava said, you've got that this constant trade-off and uh i think tactic walls are a good option appreciate it that's definitely the goal there is another thing that i actually wanted to to bring up real quick and it's these uh flags of valor yeah Yeah, tell us about that project so that i guess this won't be out yet but they're getting released this afternoon in a very limited quantity flags of valor is a company out of northern virginia so for us they're basically neighbors they're about two hours away and they're a combat veteran owned company and they make, um, they're just flags. They make decorative flags and each one's got a name and a story behind it. Their whole goal is to sell more flags so they can hire more vets, which is, is a very, you know, honorable mission. You know, they do a bunch of charitable stuff and, and they make a really good quality product. So we partnered with them for a specific project where it's, it's a uh, vertical flag, vertically oriented, and it slides to the left to open. Use our magnetic lock and uh, has a hidden compartment for basically a couple pistols inside. And what's nice about it is this is a wall-mounted solution, so no big hole in the wall. Tim, my partner and the majority owner of this company, he uh, he was Air Force. He was stationed in uh, I believe Kuwait and Iraq when he was in. So it, it's two uh, veteran-owned companies uh, coming together to make this project. It's patriotic and then, you know, is, is uh, also providing that quick access locked storage where you spend your time. Like I said, those are going on sale this afternoon. They'll go out in an email. Uh, we've only got 25 initially just while we're kind of tiptoeing into this, but uh, 25 of them, 375 each. And uh, if it goes well, we'll make a whole bunch more. Nice, man. They're beautiful. Mm-hmm. 
Appreciate it. I, I know when we did the giveaway on the one, the uh, outpouring of excitement for it was way more than I expected. So it seems foolish not to uh, sell a couple. Yeah, that, that is awesome, man. I, I can't wait to see more of them. And uh, yeah, very, very cool stuff. And people can find them at Flags of Valor. Are they going to be available at your website or theirs? At Tactical Walls. Tacticalwalls.com. Yep. All right. All right. So for listeners who want to check out your products, where can they find you? Uh, tacticalwalls.com is the website. If you want to see stuff in person, there's 12 Cabela's out there that have it. And uh, give or take 90 independent stores around the country. But yeah, I mean, you can see the whole collection there at tacticalwalls.com. And then, of course, at Tactical Walls on pretty much all the social medias. Now, are you going to stick around with us for a bit or do you have to run? Okay, cool. Awesome. So Chris is going to stick around. And I guess now is the time on the show when we talk about. You know what? We need some Canadian music. <laughs> what, what is Canadian music? I was just going to ask you that. Oh, I know. Uh, let's see. Ava, well, why don't you talk about them while I find Canadian music? <laughs> All right. So, uh, Matador Arms. One of the things I want to talk about is the 1022, the Express Mag release. 1022s. It's kind of one of those staple guns that most people have in their collection. The mag release isn't great. And so that's when, that's when this design comes into play. Yeah, absolutely. So the mag release on a 1022 does kind of suck. So this is just an extended one that's really easy to flick with your finger or your thumb or however you're going to release the mag. It's one of those simple products that we, we talk about and we like so much. It's just a simple thing. It's easy to put in and it, it does really change uh, the way that you'll use your 1022. So. Uh, check them out, matadorarms.com. And then you also get 10% off if you use the code GUNFUNNY10. <laughs> All right. And I did find some Canadian music, guys. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Let me unmute this tab. Okay. That's enough. No, I think that's Canadian music. Okay. Celine Dion, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's Lannis Morissette next? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Isn't that ironic? <laughs> yes, 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 it is. So Matador Arms, they also sponsor our prank calls. They do. And today's prank call is done by yours, truly. Oh, I'm so excited. Here we go. It's time for Prank Calls with Malcolm and Gertrude. Honey! Hi, I need to return some ammo, but I don't have the receipt with me. Is that going to be a problem when I show up there? Uh, let me check. Let me let you talk to my son. Hang on just a second. Thank you, ma'am. Where'd she go? He says as long as it's in factory boxes, it's okay. Okay, perfect, because uh, the problem is my husband, he gave me some uh, money for some milk and eggs, and stupidly I bought ammo with it, and now he's just freaking out that we don't have the milk and the eggs. And, okay. You know, I mean, All right. seriously, like, I feel like I need a I need a new husband or something. What man doesn't appreciate that? Okay, just bring him back in. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Wait, so... I sound like a trailer trash smoker. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I could see you with the cigarette between your fingers. I'm like, yeah, I don't know my husband. You know, he's got issues and he apparently he doesn't want ammo, but it's okay, you know, to have milk and eggs. Like, pfft, okay. Like he acts like I cook. <laughs> right. <laughs> what are you going to do with the eggs? Microwave them? No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Ella, pro tip, don't try to boil eggs in a microwave. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you, have you ever tried that, Chris? Uh, I've scrambled eggs in the microwave. They were gross. Uh, yeah, I can imagine. All no. right. Well, I tried to boil eggs in a microwave yeah. once. Thanksgiving was ruined because of me. I'll tell you this. Uh, <laughs> if, thing happened. if you're ever looking for things to explode, uh, try to boil eggs in a microwave. <laughs> <laughs> I basically had to throw my microwave away and I was like, all right, nobody gets any appetizers. <laughs> <laughs> and your microwave is basically 99% of your cooking, right? Yeah. 
awful. It was a sad day. So ever since I've just been going out to dinner. <laughs> well, that's a tough life. Is there something going on with Polymer 80? Are they doing cool stuff? Yeah, they're actually doing a lot of cool things. Uh, they just, so, okay, remember when Glock came out with a 19X? No. And everyone was like, okay, that's not very ideal because it has a 19 slide basically and the grip is like for, you know, Glock 17. And if you think about like concealing that, it's not as ideal because really it's the grip that sticks out. It doesn't matter how long the barrel is. And most people prefer a longer barrel. You know what I mean? I know I do. What were you saying, Chris? Can we call that the mullet Glock? Yeah. Yeah. But, but I will say that they actually sold quite a bit. So oh, okay. a lot of people were excited about them. So Polymer 80 decided to actually use some common sense and do the reverse 19X. So this one has the slide of a Glock 17 and the grip of a Glock 19, uh, but it does have their signature grip, which features kind of a 1911 angle. Yeah. So it's still a little bit different. Which than I Glock. like a lot. Oh yeah, definitely. And it's still compatible with, you know, components for full size Glocks like the 1734, 17 long. That, that is pretty badass. So um, here's, here's the thing that I wonder what everyone who knows pretty much anything wanted was exactly that. They wanted the longer, the longer slide and the shorter grip for concealment. But when Glock came out, they sold over a hundred thousand units of that. So now the question is, is will those guys finally realize that that's not what they actually wanted and go buy this Palmer 80? And I think they will. Cause well, it was mostly just the Glock fanboys, And I think that they just willing to buy whatever, Yeah, you know, I- even the Glock, the, the gen five, I'm like, all right, that's, there's a few differences, but side by side, you can't really tell as much. You know, it's not like it varied that much. So yeah. I'm sure that all of those sales were just Glock fanboys. Uh, but Paul and Rady, they listened to what people were saying. Sense. I mean, I've, I'm sure we've all known somebody who had a 17 that they cut the grip down on yeah. to 19 mags because it makes sense. Totally. Definitely. I'm like, the hard part to conceal is the grip, not the slide. You can put that shit yeah. down to your knee. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> And all the women will be checking you out. <laughs> yep. You'd be like, do you like my bulge? It was made in Austria. <laughs> uh, and then also Palm Rady, their, uh, all of their stuff is, is actually made in the U.S. So. Boom. Even So better. you wouldn't even say that Austria BS. Exactly. Palm Rady, this bulge is made in, where are they at? This bulge was made in the United States. Yeah, let's just keep it at that. Moving on. <laughs> All right, good stuff. Paul Moretti, thank you very much. Uh, it is time to actually talk about some gear. Tactic Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. Favorite topic ever. Yeah, speaking of fanboys. High points. <sighs> All right, so this is a... It, for the people who don't know, High Point, in addition to making huge bricks that actually fire bullets, they Sometimes make... they fire. Yeah. No, mine always fires. Well, one of them. My forty five fires all the time. And uh, the 9mm, not so much. I think it's broken. I bought it used. Oh, it has a lifetime warranty. Though. I know. I just need to send it in, but I'm too embarrassed. <laughs> like, what What if the post office uh, the post office guy is, is like... Is this because it has the decoflage on it? No. You're a little embarrassed? No, that doesn't. That one's totally, uh, totally stock. Okay. So Hightower Armory, this actually makes me want to buy a high point. Hightower Armory, they created the MBS 95 and it's basically a chassis for your <coughs> high point. Sorry. I just, for a high point I, I just cough laughed. It was like ugly cough. It, it was an ugly cough. I, I apologize for that. But yeah, so you buy the high point carbine for like 200, 250 bucks, like whatever they, they're selling it for in your local, local alley. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, now you can get this chassis for another $250, but this thing actually looks badass. And I will say that the carbines are actually fun. They're a yep. lot of fun. Have you shot those, Chris? I have, and they're, for some reason, generally a little more reliable than the pistols. Yeah, they are. So the only the only thing that I would warn people about is if you're left-handed, don't shoot the high-point carbine because <laughs> they have a problem because the, the firing pin actually extracts. And sometimes if that gets bent a little bit, you have out of battery detonations. And since it has the open port on the right side of the gun, left-handed people get that, that powder and that force back in their face. And while it doesn't, it, I'm not aware of it, you know, permanently maiming anybody. It definitely hurt. 
But mm-hmm. that's neither here nor there. I'm not sure why I told that whole long story when we're trying to talk yeah, about this bullpup chassis that looks like a space gun. It looks like a scar mixed with a space gun. Yep. With a little red rocket pointing out the front. And it comes in a variety of different colors, black, tan, FDE, and ODG. This thing's well put it's together. Kind of cool. Yeah. And it's actually, it's, it's fairly priced as well. It's priced pretty compatibly with, well, I, think about it. The one for the Glock, isn't that, that one's a lot more than the 250. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah. So is this one on their website is 249.99. Yeah. So maybe we'll get one when it comes out. Is it available right now? It is not. Okay. Or it says coming soon. Add to watch wish list. We, I've talked about this on, uh, on different places, but I am excited. I wish that they would, I don't know what kind of mags it takes. Does it say? Um, it's got to still take the high point mags, right? Yeah, yeah, I think you're right, which is kind of a, kind of a, of a detraction. But, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, if you have a high point carbine, you're too embarrassed to go to the range. This is a $250 solution. So people quit beating your ass when you show <laughs> up with this thing. Definitely. Yeah. No, I, I do like it. Ava, what color would you get? Uh, I don't know. I might get the white. Yeah, I kind of like oh, it. Actually, wait, white wasn't even. Well, it's like, a, well, it's like those shorts that I wore the other day. They're like a very, very light tan. You know, it's funny though. It is. Yeah. It's a desert. Well, it says desert tan, but on the website, it looks white. Yeah. It, I think I would get that one too. Cause it reminds me of like a stormtrooper gun. I know. That's what I was thinking. I don't know. Maybe it'll look different in person, though. But on the website, it looks more white. It doesn't really look desert tan. Yeah. All right. I'm totally in. I want one real bad. Okay. Okay, High Point fanboy. Keep it in your pants. That's what it sounds like when it's not in my pants. (laughs) (laughs) Want to hear it again? I got it. No, but what I do want to hear is iTunes reviews. You do? Yes. Are they making fun of me this time? Probably. All right. I didn't read them. Chris, have you left us an iTunes review yet? I have not. I need to. Okay, great, Chris. All right. Well, this ends that interview. Okay, goodbye. If you were to wax poetic real quick and you were going to leave a review right this second, what would you say? Uh, It would probably be something along the lines of, Ava seems nice. I wish Sean had a beard. Dang. (laughs) That's that's actually pretty similar (laughs) to all the other reviews that we get. He's mentioned my beard a lot. I'm going to like grow it out just for Iraq veteran 8888. Yeah. Yeah, that seems right. And everybody will be like, it's not no shave November yet. And you'll uh, be like, I'm a, I'm, I'm uh, a, I'm a trendsetter, bitches. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> First review is from MBTE125, five stars, the only gun podcast I listen to. All right. I found this show on accident while searching for gun bunnies. The only gun bunny on this show is Sean. Ava's sense of humor and knowledge make most men in the industry look bad. Sharon. Uh, my first initial, my last name, Sean Heron. <laughs> Sharon has his moments too. Love listening to you guys. Keep up the great work. Uh, thank you, MBTE125. I would like to point out that Firearms Radio Network has a lot of great shows. I mean, maybe. He only listens to one podcast. Like, step your game up. Those are rookie numbers. Mm, Gotta pump those know. numbers up. You know what? For that review, I'm going to give him a t-shirt. This is bullshit. Contact me and you get a free t-shirt. KL1989. <laughs> Five stars. Yes, sir. Awesome. Nothing more to say. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> In Weeble96 says, Five stars. Great show. Entertaining show. Sean is good as always. Spelled my name wrong. Ava is great. Just try it out. You won't regret it. Uh, I think I've heard that sales pitch I've before. I've heard that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was always regrets. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. In this case, no. Uh, talking about going back to our t-shirts, we just came out with a new design. We did. So, it's really kind of dumb, but it made me laugh. It's, it's <laughs> so dumb. it's a picture of a rhino. Uh-huh. And what does it say? It says, uh. I made this shirt for you, Sean. Save the fat unicorns. See? I do think about you sometimes. I made this shirt. You didn't make shit for me. I found the design. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to have those in, uh, well, we have them available on the website now as far as for t-shirts and then we're getting buttons, <laughs> which is kind of lame, but who doesn't like a button, I guess. And, uh, maybe we'll make a patch out of it. Yeah. I think that'll Some be stickers. a patch. Yeah. Why not? Dang. Why not? All right. Save the fat unicorns and it, it's a rhino just for everyone who's wondering. Did you already say that? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, Save the fat unicorns. I wasn't listening. <laughs> Sean. <laughs> My bad. All right, that'll do. That reminds me of like next up on Lifetime Movie Network. <laughs> you can find us at gunfunny.com 
And at gunfunny.com, you'll find links to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Twitter, Stitch. Uh, are, are you making fun of my radio voice? <laughs> and then also, if you can't get enough of us, you guys should think about becoming a Patreon. We're always having a blast on our Patreon Facebook only or Facebook Patreon only page. Patreon only Facebook page. Thank you. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. I'll do my radio voice because uh, 99.9. F-R-N-G-F. We've got another block of five minutes of Ava stuttering for you. Okay, and here we go. Uh, uh, uh. (laughs) I am stuttering a lot today. Patreon-only Facebook page. Yes, and uh, we're always, well, for one, you guys see things first. We tell you who who we're interviewing next, so if you guys have any questions. That page is basically just video of me doing dumb things. Yep, uh, eating hot chilies and throwing up in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was funny. Was it? Yeah. I got it on boomerang. So that was really funny. Gunfunny.com. You can find a link to the Patreon or patreon.com slash gunfunny. Also right now is a great time to become a patron because we're actually doing a giveaway. Once we reach 50 patrons, which I think we only have 10 more people to go. We are giving away. Well, we're raffling off amongst our patrons a 15 inch ATI outdoors handguard. Which is pretty baller. Yeah, I have them on a few of my guns, and it's pretty cool. So it's only going to the Patreons. So literally, if you pledge a dollar, you get access to our Facebook page, and then you also get entered to win the handguard. I like it. So yeah, great options to win, behind-the-scenes looks. And we've got two $25 a month Patreons, and that's Corbin Bonafide and Iraq Veteran 888 Yep. So if you become a $25 Patreon, we will always say your name on the show. And then our king of the patrons, which is whoever pledge, whoever pledges the most money will say whatever they want us to say. And in this case, it's Adam Balzar from Charger Arms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he's on social media and stuff. Look him up. He's a cool guy. He wants us to let you know that he is a factory certified Serico applicator, dealer of silencers, SBRs, and machine guns. He also would like you to know that he's been researching and he, he's found out that you cannot give herpes to a wild boar. Mm, yeah, that's important data. I hope he keeps uh, keeps that up and lets us know what it's his findings are. It's super important, and I appreciate him putting himself out there. Do you ever just get the feeling that his IQ is like less than his Patreon pledge? Yeah, well, that's why I call him Ad Dumb. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, guys, go to patreon.com forward slash gunfunny and sign up now to become a Patreon. Chris Wood, Executive Vice President of All Things Awesome at Tactical Walls. Thank you so much for being here, buddy. Yeah, man. Thank you guys so much for having me. It was a blast. Keep up and the I good work. Something about wild boars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. So, so now, now you know. Uh huh. The things you didn't know, but now you know. And knowing is half the battle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We're out of here. We out. We out. Let me find the audio. Where is it? There it is. Want to send feedback? Suggest a place to prank call? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact. Thank you.